Hi, welcome to season eight. Um, we're focusing this one on uh, something around categories. Our clients have been asking us, how do I create a category? How do I clarify it? You know, there's a lot of misunderstandings. Not only that, but once I create it, how do I get to play in it and take the major shares? You know, because it'd be a disaster to create a category and then you don't get any credit for it. So of course you have to have that part of it. And then even one episode, we're going to focus on your competitors are starting to create a category. So how do you combat that? So I'm Mary Abazia with Impact Planning Group, and I am delighted to have my my buddies with me, Tom Spitali and Sean Wellham. Hi. So uh, Tom, we're going to dedicate uh, you know each session as we usually do. We're going to focus on on one of our really good or really bad examples. So which one do you want to kick off with today? This is, I think, a really good example. We're going to talk about the uh, pharmaceutical product for smoking cessation, say that five times fast, uh, called Champix in some parts of the world, Chantix. It is a Pfizer product. And we're going to talk a little bit about their evolution because as Pfizer came onto the market with this particular product, it was really novel and new, a pharmaceutical product to help you to quit smoking, an actual prescription product. And we'll talk a little bit about the evolution of where they got to today, which is very successful, but the story starts with really a lot of confusion and, and, and difficult times. Um, as Chantix started in, into the market, they were very excited as uh, pharmaceutical companies often are with novel new approaches and, and disappointed by um, the results. And we started, as we kind of looked into the case, we started to see a couple of really big challenges and maybe some different ways that they could be looking at their, their market that turned out to unlock uh, the success of the product. So let's maybe start first with how they were looking at their competition. Um, Mary, do you want to talk a little bit about that and in, in, in their initial uh, thinking about who their competitors yeah. really were? Yeah, and that, that, I mean, that's a really important place. Of course, we like to start outside in and look at what customers' needs are. Um, and we put that in then in the context of who are those competitors? Because, you know, it's, it's through their eyes that we say who it is. But um, what we were starting to see initially was a little bit too much inside out. It was a technical product. So all of the technical solutions for stopping smoking like patches and, and other types of drug type things were, uh, were in the consideration set. And it wasn't until somebody in the back, of course, piped up and said, wait just a minute. You know, I actually have tried to stop smoking several times and, um, and there's this thing called cold turkey which means that you just do it on your own. And um, as, as we looked at it through the ability to compete, which is through the eyes of the customer and what they want, it was <laughs> cold turkey won hands down. And it was a shock because it wasn't, it was an indirect competitor, one that, that normally you wouldn't think was in there. But the, the reality is, is that that was how a lot of people did it. And it didn't require um, any investment. It didn't require any embarrassment to tell anyone you were actually doing it or having to go make appointments or, or pick up drugs someplace. It was, uh, it, was, it was considered to be one of the, 
you know, the easiest and it won in the consideration set for ability to win. So that was a shock. And uh, so that was the what, and then we had to figure out the so what, of course, and the now what. But Sean, what do you, you uh, you've kind of lived through a lot of these too. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I, I just, whenever I, because this is the time of, of year, we, uh, I'm not sure when we're going to broadcast this, but it's near the, near the New Year holiday period. And that's when a lot of people make these, these, uh, uh, these lifestyle choices to quit smoking. Um, I liked your description of someone who tried to stop smoking several times. When, when I was a smoker, I considered that I'd successfully stopped smoking several times. I just started again. <laughs> and one of the things that made me comfortable starting again was knowing how easy it was to stop thanks to the, the AIDS. I used patches, for example, and they worked so well. Um, <laughs> I treated it more as a sort of, I'll take a six-month holiday and get back on it when it's party time or something like that. Um, I think it's important that, that when, uh, from this example in particular, when we look from a product perspective, what the product does, its method of action, its mechanism or what have you, it's very tempting to then build a solution or a category around that and ignore the more psychological needs that, that, that affect every product, whether you're selling ball bearings or or lifestyle products. There's an element of, of psychology and personality in there. And that's to me is the key thing about this particular example of categories is look beyond the, um, the, the, the product, the, the mechanism that, that of, of how the product works. That will always lead you to imagine your perfect category, which, which might not exist. This is the art of discovery more than anything else when you're looking at categories. Yeah. What is yeah. Um, Mary? I I remember you know kind of looking out in in the room and seeing this not just with Chantix but many many of our clients who are disappointed in their in their performance um, in terms of market share expectations and not living up to them right and it, you know they get to this ability to compete um, which really measures what your competitiveness score is versus other solutions. And many, many times people say, without considering this indirect competitor that, that they've missed, they look at the scores and they say, look, we're the best. Why aren't we doing well? We're just unlucky, I guess. I think if that's happening in your organization, if you're really wondering you know, why you have a clearly superior solution that's not doing very well, one of the first things to look at is, are you missing a competitor, an indirect competitor, another solution? Because that's what was going on here. You know, as it was quite natural for uh, the, the, the Pfizer folks to kind of look at other smoking cessation products as the competitors. And they felt, and they were right, they had really a great and, and superior solution in that context. So what's yeah. going on? They were yeah, missing. I think, well, I think um, when you think about categories too, I, the S word has to come up, but it's not our normal S word segmentation, although that's good. It's, it's actually looking at the stakeholders because when you look at the stakeholders and what was going on, it was, it was like the, if, if I was a smoker, you know, shame on me, I was just making bad decisions. And once we look back at that stakeholder map and said, wait a minute, what if we reframe it and it's it, it's actually a disease it's it's not somebody that has a lack of willpower or bad decisions or or whatever it was the fact that people were addicted to something you know thanks to a lot you know we covered that in other podcasts 
And if that's the case, just like alcoholism or some others, then that whole influencer map looks very different. And the stakeholder, we call it a stakeholder map or an influencer map. When you look at that, that's where you can really see how you can shape a category differently. Because now all of a sudden, just like alcoholism, um, government has money available to help. Employers look at it different. They're willing to have it covered with insurance. Um, there's programs for it. So it takes on a whole new meaning when you when you look at it at a higher level. You know, the, the first one we we're talking about, but then you look at the higher one, and that's where you really can shape a category differently. So does it depend? Do you guys think it depends on having a uh, maybe an unknown or an underappreciated competitor that helps create categories? Is that one of the key things to look for? Is 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 we think we should be winning. If we're not winning, one of two things, either we're, we're not communicating our benefits sufficiently or we aren't competing against the right people. There's someone else who owns a piece of the market. And I guess that triangulation, if you like, between it's almost a checklist. Are we communicating? We think this is good. Do people care about it? Are we communicating it? And if we both of those things are true, then why don't we get traction? Because there must be a a hidden factor, the sort of dark matter of marketing. Something is having an effect, but we can't see it or measure it. And that might be a way of thinking it through of, 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 of you know, do people care? Do we deliver on what we think we're delivering? And and if none of that's working, then what else is is taking that energy out of the market? What, where's, where are we being blindsided? It's a key part of this discovery process. It is almost like that checklist, Sean. And in, in the case of Chantix had basically all of those elements, right? There was... First of all, there was a stakeholder um, issue and a competitor issue, right? Um, so we 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 are not as as a company you say, well, well, maybe we're not, you know, thinking about this the right way, not reaching the right right stakeholders, not communicating to the stakeholders like um, uh, Chantix subsequently did to say this is this is really a disease; it should be reimbursed. There's also there's the stakeholder aspect. There's the missing the key indirect competitor aspect, right? That people want to consider trying this on their own first. And Sean, I, I love threes. And the third piece of it is once you discover those things, like the stakeholder issues and the indirect competitor issues, that helps you with the communication piece of it, right? Because before you discover those things, you're building your communication around, like you mentioned earlier, Sean, maybe a mechanism of action or some novel concept versus really placing the benefits of the product in the context of why is it better than the indirect competitor's solution, for example. So I, I, I love that. I think that's a three-part checklist that, that our, our listeners can look at if they're in a similar situation and see if they're missing any or all three aspects. So I've, got, I've got one other question, uh, which I, I, I don't have the answer for because I struggle a little bit. I, I want to try and get it tightened because we... If we're known for anything, it's a uh, 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 focus on segmentation. That's kind of one of the things that is the cornerstone of what we believe in and what we do. And when you think of categories, I get a sense there's a little bit of a blurred line between what counts as a category and what counts as a segment. How would you guys make that blurred line a little bit more sharper focus between the two? And, and by the way, I'm not sure I know. I'm just thinking it's an important question to ask. Yeah, I think that it is. I, I love the question. I think it's it's the right way to go. I think that the categories is a higher umbrella of which segments sit within. So you define almost like a sandbox. And 
you, there may be a category, but you may choose to only participate in a portion of it and not the whole thing. Um, so that's my short answer to that, Tom. Mm. Yeah, I, I want to build on that because I think that that's right. And then I think there are some cases where, um, you know, category, the, the difference between category creation and just good segmentation is in that third part, that communication part. Um, let me just back up ever so slightly and say, if there's a three part checklist, stakeholders, right? Um, indirect competitors and then communication, clearly the communication part goes third because your communication must match what you recently discovered about who are the new stakeholders or the under considered stakeholders and who are the, you know, how, how do you communicate in light of that indirect competitor that you, that you previously missed? But I think that sometimes in the, what, what happens there then is with segmentation, there's typically kind of a slight tweak to the overall message, right? You say some things a little bit differently. Maybe you uh, elevate a few benefits that you weren't elevating before. I think in true category creation, you, you, you find sort of a, a completely different almost like a completely different nomenclature, maybe something to call the category that's different, but more evocative in the mind of, of people in this new light of who the stakeholders and the indirect competitors really are. So it's not like a, a, a solid line, as Sean, you suspected. I think it's sort of a blurred line, but right. I think in true category creation, you're creating new names for categories, things that people can understand that resonate with the stakeholders and the you know people thinking about the indirect competitors. And I like what Mary, what really helped me was thinking of it. So I was thinking of it in parallel, like a dividing line, but really it's a hierarchy. And yeah. to me, maybe the, the clearest point is that you can segment within a category. You don't necessarily create categories within a segment necessarily. That's not hundred percent, but generally speaking, a category is a broader, a broader um, segment of the market or, or rather a, a piece of the market, which you can then segment on a needs base, which is a different the difference between classification and segmentation, which again, we, we famously bang on about all the time, but that's how I see it now as a hierarchy, that this is more of an umbrella that you can segment within as opposed to a, an alternative to a segmentation. Yeah, it seems like it. Um, well, we hope that uh, you enjoyed this, this new season. We, uh, we actually have a couple of uh, exciting ones coming up as well. So we hope that you'll continue to listen to this series. And uh, if you want to hear any of our other podcasts, they're available on our website uh, or really anywhere you get your podcasts. So thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks.